It is time for another Amateurs Fantasy Sports Podcast. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of the NRL Fantasy Amateurs Podcast. It is Mark here with Ryan and... The founder and one-time only appearance, now second-time appearance member of the Sunday podcast, Austin Murphy, uh, proud fan of the uh, losing Penrith Panthers this weekend and uh, serial distributor of tasks that he doesn't want to do himself. Austin, mate, how are you? Yeah, I'm pretty good. Still a bit down after Friday, but, you know, just preparing for Wednesday as well. Should be all right. Mm. Mate, it must be so hard to support two shit teams. Yeah, it, it really is sometimes. It can be, but, you know, <laughs> it's a burden some of us must bear. <laughs> no, it wouldn't, wouldn't be me, mate. Um, Ryan, mate, how are you? We've, yeah, we've, yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> we finally managed to bait Austin into coming back onto the podcast after coming up with the idea for the Sunday Rap podcast and then never coming back after the first episode. I don't think I can blame him after that introduction you gave him. Yeah, perfect timing after, uh, you know, the Cowboys beating the Panthers and New South Wales staring down the ba- the barrel of uh, what's been dubbed the greatest win in state of origin history if it happens by some uh, pundits. And uh, as, a, as our, um, you know, obviously as Queensland fans, it's very easy for us to rag on you. But um, how do you feel about that? And how do you do you feel that New South Wales actually has it in them to put a Queensland performance on Queensland? Uh, probably not. I mean, they had basically everything you could ever want in a game go right in that last game. Like they had Queensland got to play a sand off. You know, like they had Gilbert get injured in like the first 10 minutes. Like they had everything you want mm. to happen to win a game to just get it handed to you and they just blew it. So yeah, zero confidence. <laughs> it's it's not the uh, the answer I was hoping for because I was really looking for some sort of like impassioned speech about how New South Wales can employ the Queensland spirit against themselves. But you're absolutely right, mate. Your analysis is spot on. I know you were looking for a type of reaction like that, so I've just gone the other <laughs> way and sliding into the skid, mate. <laughs> you're giving me nothing. All right, Ryan, uh, mate. We've had a, a great weekend of football. And, um, you know, I have successfully managed to score more fantasy points this week than I did in round 14 and round 12, where I had a full slate of 17 players, which is great. Yeah, there was a few big scores this week and um, probably two of the more... All of the the popular captaincy options for the most part went uh, pretty well as well between Heinz Hopgood and Manu. Um, I know Osto will be a little bit happy about uh, that last one I mentioned, but yeah, no, a big score. What did, what did you end up finishing on? Me, I got eight forty seven, um, so that'll put me at sixty third for the week, um, and I moved from four ninety nine into one hundred and eighty four pending updates. So huge. Yeah, pretty happy with that. Uh, top, you know, another, a top, another top 100 weekly performance is what I needed to get my season back on track. I find myself with 16 green dots pending, you know, origin injuries and whatnot next week. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see 
how that shakes out. And uh, Osta, you managed to slap a C on Manu. So how did you go this week? Yeah, not too bad. I ended up with 700 with 12, but that's because I don't have Heinz. Mm-hmm. So it was just kind of an offset. Yep. Manu helped me get, you know, offset that Heinz damage, which I knew was coming, you know, hiding behind the lounge, like, stop, no more, please. <laughs> <laughs> I was like me watching Cleary in 2021, when I just like, you know, <laughs> I was saying, sitting there on the couch, watching him like, oh, he's made two tackles. Oh, he's on 15 points already. So that that was that was exactly what Heinz was like in this one. I was like, oh, I, I looked on the Facebook group, and uh, for those of you listening to the podcast, I haven't joined the Facebook group. It's uh, NRL Fantasy Amateurs on Facebook. Uh, I was looking on there, and I, I, I sort of – there was a bunch of people complaining about Heinz, and I looked at his score, and he was on like 27 after 25 minutes, and I was like, what? So, yeah, it's uh, high standards for the uh, for the captaincies. And, um, you know, there was some really big scores this week. So, I mean, starting off at the Cowboys, Juggernaut taking down the Panthers on Friday night. Top scorer, Jack Cogger. Um, oh, God. Cog God. I mean, we flagged him a couple of weeks ago as a potential buy. Trialist 74 in all the kicking. Actually, Salmon probably had more kick meters than what, Luai normally would. So, I mean, that's not even really an excuse. So, I mean, Tom Dearden only 38 kick meters with the second top scorer. That was why he got a try. But, um, you know, Cogger has been a fantastic buy for anyone that jumped on him. He's going to go up another 70K uh, into the, you know, mid fours, Ryan. And, I mean, we flagged him as being a, a pretty good option as, you know, him or Ponga. And it seems like the answer to both of those questions, like Ponga or Koga, was yes. <laughs> yeah, no, they've both gone awesome. And, yeah, Koga are doing pretty much exactly what we um, expected for the most part. It's just sort of worked out for me that I just didn't really have a need for a guy in that position. But I, I'm pretty sure uh, Osto got into him because mm. he, he loves a panther. Um, so he'll be he'll be very happy. But, yeah, no, awesome stuff. And, mate, uh, mate I told you, I told you, bloody 220K, James Salmon, 61 points. There you go. Yeah, massive. Yeah, he, uh, you know, chalked up the base stats, run meters, tackles, got a try, a couple of, you know, it was a fairly uh, across-the-board stats performance and, and looked pretty good. Um, then Scott Drinkwater obviously was worrying us for a while, two try 57 and, and you know, a big try to seal the win there for the boys, uh, just absolutely fantastic. There, Felty with another great score. Luciano. Luciano's a really interesting one, and, I'll, I'll, you know, flagging it with you, Osto. He's uh, 529K. He's going to drop down to, let's call it 520, but, uh, you know, arrest the break even and the price drops. And, uh, you know, he's been a 50-plus scorer average in the past, uh, plays, you know, a lot of the, the major buy rounds. You know, he's going to play 17 uh, and he'll miss 19, but, you know, he plays 17 and 20. Uh, is he somebody that could tickle your fancy at a, you know, 520K price tag? Uh, nah, I just think, like some people were talking about Bloor as well, I just think the time for these middling guys is over. It's you want your David Fafitas, you want your IPAPs, you want your Batemans, like the time for these middling guys, like the Patolas and stuff that could make money and be good keepers is not what you want. You want those elite guys now because we're heading into that back end of the season where you just want to be going full tilt every week. Mm. No, nah, you're probably right. Um, I guess I'm just hoping for a little bit of, you know, irresponsible chat. 
but uh, <laughs> you know that's far too far too sensible. Uh, <laughs> I suppose you got to keep your head on screw head screwed on nicely with the uh, the prospects of the Panthers and the New South Wales Blues not looking really good. I guess you got to turn your attention to fantasy common sense. So. Um, yep. Yeah, I mean, boys. Outside of that, it's it's anyone that jumped on Semi Valome got a taste of what he should be expecting. What was this about uh, Helam Luki? Is he got a? Is he injured as well? Is, did I see something? Well, that's about what that uh, that's what uh, Dale said, and obviously we know he's got a bit of an inside track. Apparently, he's got a broken jaw, but I haven't seen anything official. Yeah, he copped, a swim, he-, he copped a swinging arm from I think it was Liam Henry or Lindsay Smith during the game, and he kind of just went off straight away. Right. Okay. Because I know he broke Luke Keery's jaw. Oh, no. who's Who did that? That was Young. Don Young. Was Dominic Young. Oh, Don Young. Boot. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. No. So, okay. Yeah. That, that was the elbow, the stray elbow. Yep. Yeah. Right. Okay. Interesting. There we go. All right. Um, so yeah. So, Lukey, obviously, Nano's going to come back. Uh, Tom Malolo came back with a, you know, pretty good performance for what he's been dishing up. But, you know, in the sake of fantasy, I think that. You know, so it goes back to what Austin said about, uh, you know, cows and guns and not, you know, not people who suck. So, you know, no, <laughs> I, I guess it's probably it. Uh, moving on to the second game here, the uh, Knights go down to the Sydney Manus. Uh, Joseph Manu, 99 points with a try. Uh, seven tackle bus seems light for, I'm sure I saw him do seven tackle bus in one run. Uh, I'm surprised it's not 17, to be honest. Uh, there's a try saver there, line break. Uh, offload, five offloads to hand, 318 run meters, just an absolute monster, was in everything, was extremely busy. I'm, it, As I said, I'm, I'm 100% sure he made more than seven tackle busts. Um, he was awesome. For anyone that took the pod captaincy option from our Tuesday podcast, you were rewarded. Uh, for anyone who sold, sucks to be you. He looks to be a... Uh, uh, a gun center option for the run home boys. And um, yeah, that's, that's probably all there is to it. Anyone that doesn't have him can jump on. How, how do we think the Reese is going to deal with this? Cause I mean, they won, which is a weird thing for the Roosters at the moment. Um, you know, obviously Ryan, they're not going to drop Teddy, but how do the Roosters go about incorporating this version of Manu as in like the, like, and, and actually having an attack, which would have been weird for them. How do they incorporate that? Yeah, well, it's it's going to be interesting. I, I think their hands sort of forced just by the Luke Keery injury and also Sam Walker still being on the sidelines as well. So they're, they're running low on halves. So I think it's going to be Sand and Smith with Manu back at six. Um, but this was the best the Roosters had looked all season for the most part. Uh, their attack was actually a little bit more cohesive um, in areas. Still you know, not putting on a huge total, but the Knights haven't been complete pushovers most of the year. But yeah, it's it was really interesting to see... Uh, Manu with a little bit similar to Ponga moving back to fullback. Like once you give these guys, these natural ball runners, a little bit of extra space to work with than what they'll normally get at five eight. Um, yeah, they do good things. Can we uh can we plug Teddy in at six or is that too like big brain? <laughs> do the uh the what the Italian strat, the Italian World Cup strat? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well it's not, it's pretty clear that Manu at six isn't good, but you know, Teddy mm. at six, who knows? Uh, outside of that, Ponga, great score, sixty-nine points, nice with a try, without a try. Uh, he had eight tackle busts, and he was just everywhere. Filled up the stat sheet, lots of different areas. He looks fantastic. Looks to be an elite gun wing fullback uh, for this year. 
Nat Butcher. He's a he's a real man, boys. He you know played fifty five or sixty minutes in the middle and then shifted out to the edge for the last twenty. 45 tackles, 170 meters, got the try there, a couple of missed tackles, but, you know, not, nothing that, you know, was horrendous. And, you know, he looks to be, you know, a borderline, you know, if, what, if he stays in this 60-minute edge, 20-minute middle, oh, sorry, the other way around, oh, or just shut, I guess Lindsay Collins is going to come back in, which probably mess up the rotation, same with Radley. Um, is he somebody that we need to take seriously from a fantasy perspective? I mean, obviously I've had him in my team the last two weeks and he looks great, but is he somebody that people could buy, Osto? Uh, maybe. He doesn't play round 19, so I know a lot of people are going to be short that round. So, And I don't think a lot of people are looking for mids and edges at the moment. I, d- I don't think so. He's too borderline for me. And he's just uncertainty in the role. He seems the first to be moved, which is not really a good sign. You'd want to see Egan getting moved around rather than that. But, yeah. Mm. Well, what did he score? A 64 with a try as well? Yeah, 66? I don't know. Yeah. 66. Take the wind out try. of my sails, yeah. though. Uh, I'm trying yeah, to. It... I'm trying to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, classic. All right. Well, you know, you'll, you'll never quench my love for that butcher. Never. Good, not even if good. there's a fire. Um, outside of that, we obviously had Jake Turpin, 59 in almost exclusively tackling. Uh, yeah, no, exclusively tackling. Cause even the other points yeah. that he got were also from tackle related stuff. Uh, you know, which is kind of what you thought, I guess he might've been hoping for more from the non-tackling aspects, but also boys, he's, uh, he's been great. Yeah. And you don't really care how the points come. Uh, he's just been a beneficiary of how shit the Roosters have been. Like, if he was yeah. playing in a good Roosters team, he wouldn't be scoring this well. Like, when they were rolling in the end of that second half, I don't think he made a point for 15 minutes because they were just doing no tackling at yeah. all. Yeah, no, he's uh, he's good. I know, Ryan, you're a big fan of the Turpin. Yeah, no, I jumped on at 330K, and um, I'm pretty happy about that. He's also been a beneficiary of... Uh, two injuries the past two weeks, meaning he's been playing 80. Um, and, you know, and sometimes with these guys, you need a little bit of luck like that. Um, and that's why you take, you can take that punt at that price. And yeah, he certainly paid off handsomely. Yep, for sure. Uh, outside of that, it's, you know, not a lot from a fantasy perspective here. Mm. Gagod, mate. He's the best. Gagod. Gagod. Yep. Yeah, he jumped on. He He's put up good stuff for you. Fantasy managers that jumped on Gagod. Uh, outside of that, moving on to the next game, it is the Eels slaughtering the Sea Eagles. Uh, Jermaine Hopgood top scores here, 77 and 67 minutes with a try. Um, somebody was complaining about Hopgood's PPM early in the match right before he scored the try and, and, and you know, put a lit a fire. So thank you to whoever that was in the Facebook group. Was that James, right? Yeah, it's my, yeah, he's undefeated, mate. He always does that. Oh, shit. Yeah, he loves it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so obviously Hopgood, great. He was fine for a captaincy option this week. Gutherson, another good score. Obviously, he's not going to get to beat up on B-grade Manly every week. Simonson, uh, he has been awesome at centre every game he's played. I think he's you know been in the 40s or better every single game he's played at centre. He's made a mass- massive stack of cash. I'm, I looked at him a while ago, and I thought it was a mirage. Turned out it was real, um, but obviously can't do anything about that now. But Brendan Hands, boys, 260K, uh, he's going to go up to, you know, low, th- low 310 or something like that with a 51 with 40 tackles and 50 metres. Looked busy. The Eels were good. 
Hodgson sucks. Uh, Ryan, Brendan Hands, is he picking your interest if you didn't have a, you know, Turpin or someone like that? Uh, not with, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, maybe it's, it's just his PPM isn't great. And for a guy that you don't know, he's going to be playing 80 minutes every single week. Uh, I think if you got on this week as a cash out, it was fine, but I don't know if he fits the bill necessarily of, uh, cow, like of cow. I, I think he is a, a cash out. Um, so I guess if you need someone cheap this week, uh, well going into this week for potentially as well for around 19, I guess he's fine. Um, but yeah, not not one I'm actively looking at, but I think he's fine. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair enough. He's probably going to have a negative break even, uh, and obviously oh, he's going to miss eighteen and twenty seven. So that you got to keep that in mind. The twenty seven is not so much a problem, but the the round eighteen, depending on how many eels you got and and what your sort of you know plans are. Maddo, sort of poor. I guess we're going to call it poor. No, can't write was less than what you would have hoped if you had him. Same with Sipley. Late shuffle again, saw uh, Fainu go to the bench. Uh, for anyone looking for mid-cover through Fainu and Harrison Edwards, you were severely disappointed this week. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's rough. <laughs> yep. Um, which is, an, you know, another lesson in the book of uh, don't chase, uh, you know, players for one week by cover. Um, speaking of that, circling back a couple of matches, Fisher Harris managed to put up a 50, which, you know, I see that hell has frozen over and Fisher <laughs> Harris has put up a good score. Uh, I got a message uh, from a good, good friend of the show, Brenton Vickery asking what I'm going to do with Fisher Harris now. Um, but I think I was pretty clear on the Tuesday podcast that he was in the Yeet territory, no matter what. So unless Isaiah Yo breaks his leg and, and doesn't play again this year, I think it's going to be, you know, yeet, yeet, yeet 9,000 next week. Um, moving on to the Tigers, getting bathed by the storm. Isaiah Papali, he was back to his previous best, 180 metres, 40 tackles, five tackle busts, three offloads and Absolutely menacing. No try 82. Ryan, that's exactly what we wanted to see from IPAP as uh, as owners. You you jumped on the Bateman train, but any uh, any regrets at the moment? No, well, uh, the the overall side, Lucy side, she owns both Papali and Bateman, so she's uh, yeah very happy. Um, okay. Yeah, so no no regrets there for for the head to head side. I can only take one, but for the overall side, yeah, no, they got both going great guns. Um, yeah, IPAP awesome. Um, just it, it, this was a weird game where the Tigers were at their fantasy best in their just absolutely chaotic attack. Um, that like their attack mm. just dances from one side of the field to the other, offloading at will. Um, and getting nowhere, basically, like getting no points for the most part, uh, which is it's great for fantasy. But uh, well, actually, the one try scorer here was uh, <laughs> was pretty good. But <laughs> yeah, the rest of it um, not so much. Yeah, well, yeah, no, obviously, uh, talked about ad nauseum. Alex Twal got his first ever try. Um, I don't want to labour on that point personally because I have reached my peak saturation of Alex Twal try content, and I'm uh, at the precipice of finding it annoying now um so i mean outside of that there's been some chat on chorn blore obviously he is going to be pretty expensive he's going to be at the close to, yeah. close to 500k um no nah, i think it'll be more than that he's got a break even of 11 and put up a oh my god yeah never mind yeah no nah, he's going to be yeah he's going to be like yeah five yeah 485 something like that 
Um, so probably far too expensive. Bateman, good score. Simpkin, uh, I, I looked at one stage there. First time he got subbed off. And he was on two tackle bus with zero meters. And I'm not really sure how that works, but I wasn't complaining. Uh, but he managed to put up 52 points in 47 minutes. Tigers used three interchanges through the hooker position, which is an uh, interesting strategy. Um, Garlic, boys, he did not do what we were hoping. Um, Wishart spent a lot of time on the field, 23 in 47 minutes. Uh, De Silva showed us all the reasons why he probably shouldn't be. Um, I, I'm seeing uh, no errors for De Silva, which seems incorrect to me because I reckon I saw him and one missed tackle. I reckon I saw him make like five missed tackles and like three to five errors. Is that – am I just going crazy? Or did he get the Nico Hines treatment where they racked up the error to somebody else? Yeah, I think that's it. He's, he's thrown wayward passes and they've uh, they've touched someone's hand on the way through. And Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure he's gotten the Nico Hines treatment there because he – I reckon I saw him make five errant passes that ended up in knock-ons or changeovers. So he's uh, – I don't think he's in a huge danger of stealing a massive amount of minutes, but alarming the amount of minutes that he took in this game. Uh, I'd like to see this, the Tigers actually, you know, persist with some sort of consistent spine rather than chopping and changing, but, you know, Tigers, so probably they probably won't. Yeah, and uh, Simpkins going to have a monstrably low break even going into this week. It's going to be something like minus 20 or something like that. Yeah, yeah, he's going to be a great one. Obviously, he's, a un- he's not playing in round 17, but, you know, he theoretically mm. should be there in 19. So, um, you know, that'll be a great option for anyone that's that's looking there. What else we got here? Nothing particularly interesting. Tommy Talao sucks, didn't get on the field. Nass sucks. Yeah, Nass sucks. Um, yeah, it's the the story of the have-nots, I think, here more than the has. <laughs> oh, yeah. Liero also poor, Clemmer poor. Hughes, poor, Buller, poorish. Um, yeah, no, nah, all up, not great. Uh, moving on to the last game of the round where the Sharkies just did a demolition job on the Tigers. Uh, didn't quite get to the 50, but, uh, you know, in spirit they hit 50. They're on 48 with 20 minutes to go. Nico Hines, 87 points uh, without a try, eight goals, lots of Stats of various descriptions looked really, really good here. Um, more that the uh, Bulldogs looked bad than he looked good, though, I think, maybe. Um, not much more to say there, but, uh, I mean, Cameron McInnes played a more elevated role tonight, boys. Ryan, is that something you could see moving forward as a, something that might happen more regularly? <laughs> no, mate. You can, I reckon, plug him straight into the uh, Austin's basket of the middling guys. Um, like fifty-five. Like we've seen enough from McInnes. We know who he is. Like fifty-five minutes just isn't enough for him to be a keeper. Um, he got a try here against a, a middle that got a Bulldogs middle that got completely steamrolled the entire night. So yeah, no, it's uh, he's not that guy. I don't think. Seems like he took fifteen minutes at hooker as well, based on what I'm seeing yeah, here. He did so. Yeah, nah, so no, no bueno. Uh, Nicara, good score with a try. Um, Wilton did good for anyone that still has him. Preston's fine. Marnie's fine. 
I don't really Planet have a lot to say game. here, boys. Planet Revenge game, yeah. Uh, Tavita, I mean, it might be time to say goodbye to some of these Bulldogs, like Tavita Pangai. I think I'll be moving him on this week. Um, Carl Oluwapu, pretty disappointing. Yeah. 13 points, uh, shifted into the middle, I think. Yeah, probably um, not yeah. to the benefit of anybody. Nope. Um, then got hooked. I, I feel like this is one of those, like, coach big brain ideas where, like, they draw it up on our, like, <laughs> They draw it up mm. on a thing and they're like, oh, yeah, we'll get a, a ball player in the middle of the field, like Josh Reynolds, Oluapu, Jackson Hastings, you know, but it's always like shit clubs that suck that, that like try <laughs> these things. <laughs> and it's like, you know, like, and they're just like, they're, they're just throwing spaghetti at the wall trying to see what sticks. Because they're like, oh, yeah, you know what would be really yeah. good? Let's take a, like a half that's played like three games in the NRL. He's 18 years old. He's been at our club for like 10 weeks. Let's just lob him in in a position he's never played before against a team that specializes in demolishing bottom four teams like we are. You know, we're missing our halfback. Just YOLO it up. Just they're throwing, the, they're throwing the linguine straight at the wall and it's just falling off. And they're like, yeah, keep going, boys. Keep going. Like, you know, just at some point, at some point, somebody's got to like take Gus Gould and just tap him on the shoulder and be like, mate, it's time that you just shut the hell up because you obviously have no idea what you're talking about. No one cares what you have to say. He's blocked me on Twitter, so there's no more harm you can do to me. <laughs> still. Um, just, you know, just like, you know, like I, I'm, I like your injury updates. I don't like the fact that your brain is like 20 stuck in the football from 20 years ago. Like, yeah, I just like do you, and like halfway through the game they swapped Perham and Avarillo. So Avarillo was yeah. playing fullback and Perham was playing right center. And Oluapu is playing in the middle. They got Chris Batolo starting at prop and playing 16 minutes. Just uh, Jaden yeah. Ockenbor's 80 minute edge back rower who used to be a winger. Like at some point it's just like, mate, just stop it. Just, you know, just <laughs> Did Batolo just... not come back? I don't, I don't know. I, obviously not, mate. I just, That's so no. odd. What the? Fuck? Yeah, yeah. The, the 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 thing the the big brain thing that upsets me the most is Jade Knockenball playing eighty minutes on an edge. He scored yeah. better on the wing, <laughs> fantasy wise. He went better on the it's wing. Less tackling. Just, <laughs> just not even for fantasy though. Like it, you know the 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 range of skills that Jaden Knockenball has is like. I'm going to try really try really hard not to say something defamatory here. Um, is is extracurricular acti- activities around uh, you know things that don't involve playing football? That's the extent of the limit of his skills, and it's certainly not playing in the edge back row. Just you know, sort it out, guys. Like if like for every like it would just be a massive kick in the guts for every bloke. That's like work their bag out and their whole life in the forwards only to find out that there's some bloke that like got suspended for God knows how long that used to play on the wing that was a shit winger and is now a shit back rower that's, you know, like taking their spot in first grade. That would just be a big kick in the guts to me. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, it just, uh, I mean, it's not good areas down at the doggies. It's just not good yep. areas. But it should be. It's like it, it, yeah, it really should be, shouldn't it? It's just every year such, it's the it's same story. Headache. It's like the Bulldogs and the Tigers, like like they get such good recruitment, but like, you know, at the end of the day, bad clubs are gonna bad club. 
and they're <laughs> going to find a way to bottle it. Like, you know, who is who is Curtis Morin and and like why are these people playing so many minutes? But like, you know, well, like where's all their mu- like salary cap money? Like, what what happened to it all? Like, it's all injured or on the or in the Blues camp, I think. Nah, TPJ mate, he's got like eight hundred k a year for three subs. Oh my god, what is that? Three hundred k a sub? Yeah, they got like a gigantic parking cone wearing a white headgear in the middle of the field. <laughs> Mate, that's a uh, Panth- Panthers legend, uh, Tavita Pango. You're talking about there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's state premiership winning Tavita Pangai. Oh, that sounds uh, not right. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. All right, boys. Any closing comments before we finish up? Because I got to go and I got to go and uh, make this roast beef dinner, my uh, my bitch. So, any any closing remarks? Uh, just uh, no, looking forward to the week. Hopefully, seeing how many people are going to be struggling to field a seventeen. That's going to be interesting. Yeah, oh, full yeah. credit to full credit to your uh, Simpsons meme of the week, right? I liked it, <laughs> Greg Marshy. Another <laughs> up to the bus. <laughs> That's yeah. it. I, I think at some point these Simpsons memes are going to get old, but like it'll be long a long way into the future, like five five to seven five to seven years into the future. <laughs> It's just like a never. It's like the well of joy that just keeps giving. When I run out of ideas, that, that's when I'll stop. I can't no, imagine you will, never. mate. There's so much Simpsons content. I don't think it is possible to run out of ideas. <laughs> yeah. All right, boys. Thank you very much for joining us. I hope you enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Thanks for tuning in, amateurs faithful. If you're not following us on Facebook. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, wherever, like all the social medias that you don't have us on, just go and follow us on there. Join the Facebook group. Uh, that's it. I guess we'll be back on Tuesday night for a uh, pre-origin, post-TLT, you know, chat. And, um, yeah, that's probably it. Thanks very much for joining us. We'll see you uh, on Tuesday. Love you guys.